Good morning. You're listening to the Sophian News Hour, brought to you by the Sophian, Smith College's independent student-run newspaper, located in Northampton, Massachusetts. This show is hosted and edited by Chloe Pratt and Phoebe Rack, in collaboration with the Smith College radio station. Episodes of this podcast are broadcast live Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. at WOZQ 919 FM. Otherwise, you could find us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let's get into it. This week's top stories include a few shorter pieces on Smith Stitchers, Stargazing at McConnell Observatory, a recent anti-drone protests outside of L3 Harris, and a new installment of Sex and the Smithy on the beauty of the Brazilian wax. And we round out our show today with a couple of pieces on our wonderful Ada Comstock and international student communities. The first article that we're going to talk about today is called Welcome to Smith Stitchers. This article is part of the Sophian's Going Clubbing series, which is a series that highlights different clubs that Smith students have created or that have been around for a long time and to kind of get Smith students to have a better understanding of the options of clubs that there are because there are so many clubs. Yeah, there are. And how do we join the club? Smith Stitchers? Yeah. I think that you can join on by adding it through the Smith Social Network. Smith Stitchers focuses on providing a space for Smithies to come together and learn how to knit, sew, and stitch, as well as a community for, and space for students to work on these projects together. Wow. Jessica Johnson, who's the treasurer of the club, says that anyone can make innovative designs, which allows people to be creative. Smith Stitchers meets Tuesdays at 7 p.m. in the Helen Hills Chapel, and if you're interested in having your club featured in the Going Clubbing series, feel free to email the sofine at smith.edu. What I heard is that the Smith Stitchers had over 300 people sign up for it during the org fair. So I think that it's a very popular club. And I think that over 90 or 100 people came to the first interest meeting. And so definitely go check it out at, at um, the Helen Hills Chapel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Wow. And I also heard that many of them were really, really good at stitching and they made wonderful, wonderful things. Yeah. So definitely check it out. And I also think that you don't need to know how to knit or sew to going in. I think there's definitely yeah. people that can teach you to do that, which would be intimidating for me to try to like have to go with all these people who are very good at knitting and sewing. But mm -hmm. I think it's very casual. It's not like that at all. Yeah. Chloe, what's our next article? So, stargazing at the McConnell Observatory and really exciting stuff. I honestly didn't even know that they we had a observatory. But this article, in this article, Skylar Williams writes about students' experiences with astronomy classes and why they enjoy looking into space. McConnell Observatory is a part of the Clark Science Center and it's a resource for all students who are interested in astronomy. I think that there's a lot of people who are in astronomy classes have events that go on there, but I think that there's also other events that you can attend if you're not a student taking astronomy classes. And in the article, Williams writes about how they host star parties where telescopes are set up on the roof for observation and any students can come and go and see this. That sounds so cool. And I mean, one of my friends also told me that they were organizing trips and night stargazing and it seems so, so, so nice. That's super cool. And even if you don't know anything about astronomy, I mean, it's a debutante class, but still, it's, it's really nice to see that they're all open-minded about stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, 
still in the sky, but totally different topic. Um, do you know about the drone protest that happened on October 1st? I did not even know about that at all until I read this article. So it's an article written by wonderful Cody Bloomfield about a group of protesters, um, including Amherst College students, that demonstrated against a drone warfare outside L3 Harris. So L3 Harris uh, is a local defense contractor. And in fact, the protesters were bearing photographs of children that were killed by an American drone strike on August 29th. Wow. And the protesters denounced uh, the role that L3 Harris played in feeding warfare overseas. And the group supported anti-drone actions at Creech Air Force uh, Base. And I don't know if you know about that, but there, there were so many other protests um, against drones. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> and so it's always the same organization, Resistance Center for Peace and Justice. And a group that demands the end of the war and war profiteering. And there's even one protester that was claiming, um, I'll be here every week until we end all wars. That's, that's dedication. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. And they also want um, L3 Harris to shift from engineering surveillance technology to addressing climate change. And recently, they also wanted the freedom for uh, Daniel Hale, who, I don't know if you know who Daniel is. So he is, um, he was sentenced to 45 months of prison in July because he did not abide by the Espionage Act. So basically he distributed um, classified documents to the press. From these drone people? Yeah. Okay. That revealed the number of civilians that were killed in drone strikes had been obscured uh, during the Obama um Administration. Presidency, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. So that's one of the that's one of the demands that the protesters are asking for. Yeah, they they ask for him to be released because he provided useful information and shouldn't be. That's super interesting. Jail. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, they reclaim transparency basically. That makes sense. Chloe, so. what is our next article? Oh yeah, nothing to do. <laughs> very different so, than very, drones. Very different. It's about Waxing Poetic, a wonderful article in Sex and the Smithy about how the vagina is undermined by preconceived definitions of beauty. So basically, these definitions are shaped by culture and society and they pressure female-born individuals. So women often hear assumptions about how the vagina is supposed to look like. Um, now, not shaving the entire pubic area can be seen as unhygienic, then trimming it in a certain way um, would be a way to stimulate their partner's desire. And so what's really cool in, that in their article is that the author um, really puts away uh, this uh, social and cultural standards around the vagina, mm -hmm. and she chooses to wax her bikini for herself and according to her own definitions of beauty. So it's really her own uh, experience her first bikini wax and she really humorously uh, refers to this experience uh, I really like the quote spicy meatballs yeah <laughs> the author says that as the whoever the wax technician is is ripping off those the strips of wax she is a very thick um, 
accent and she says, that's a spicy meatball, which I just think is just so amazing. <laughs> yeah, and she was so happy to get rid of that spicy meatball to feel good, feel good in her own body and comfortable. And so that's what really is interesting as well, is that you get this bikini wax to reconnect with your body and to uh, assert your own power over it and convey this form of empowerment. And so I don't know if you saw, but the, the author was really worried about, oh, wait, I'm not a good feminist because mm -hmm. I'm talking about, I'm waxing my, my bikini area and, you know. But I think that she really, her experience does not really put into question her feminist stand because she, she voices body empowerment and, you know, reconnection with her own body yeah. in her own terms with this experience. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, that's super interesting. I'm really glad that the Sophian has articles. Like, this is not something that is normally talked about in newspapers yeah. and not something you normally hear about at all. So it's very interesting. Everyone should go read it. It's a very funny yeah. article. That you're, about, you're allowed to talk, you know, about yeah, anything yeah. with respect, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, next, we're going to talk about a new series that the, the feature section is working on, Sophian. And this is going to be a series that highlights different Ada Comstock scholars and talks about their experiences at Smith. Mm -hmm, interesting. Yeah, so it's different individuals. So this one came out on Monday, mm -hmm. yesterday. And then we're going to have some more coming out this week and next week. So look out for those. This first article talks about is about a student, Lilo Danielen, okay. and this piece is written by Alice Tan. So Danielen um, was born in Armenia and traveled to the United States when she was 19 years old as a part of a program called Work and Travel USA. And she worked as a prep cook in a kitchen in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So she worked there for five years and then and she also worked to establish residency in the United States and attended community college. And when she was at community college, one of her professors referred to her to the Ada Comstock program. And she was very excited because there's not a lot of opportunities for non-traditional age college students to go to traditional colleges like Smith College. And so Danielle applied and was accepted to Smith. And she is now studying psychology at Smith and plans to go back to Armenia post-graduation to pursue her passion for documentary film. Wow, that's so interesting. And that's also what I like about America is just that you can study, you know, things that are really broad. And here she blends psychology and media and, and cuisine, and it all works together. Yeah, I, that, that's actually very interesting. Now, one quote that she had in her piece that really stood out to me, she said that, Wait, let me, she said that originally she was supposed to come to the United States with her best friend, but she changed her mind. And Danielle says, and I decided that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and I should go by myself, which I thought was just very powerful. Yeah. And also, I say that because I'm an international yeah. student, so, but you also have the fulfillment of having this whole experience and having, I mean, doing it by yourself and, you know. No, totally. And Danielle also speaks about how it can be difficult at times to be a student who's older than her mm -hmm. peers in her classroom. But um, that one time a student like reached out to her in a letter last semester and thanked her for bringing her like perspective as an immigrant and struggling speaking English, English as a second language. Oh. And she, I think that 
Smithsteen's really appreciated Comstock Scholar. So I'm excited for the series and the, there are more pieces that will be coming out short, soon. Yeah, me too. And there's also another section about a multicultural student that's called International Students Are Not a Monolith. And it's about um, an author called Adia Ariel who talks about her experience as an international student from Nepal. And it's really interesting because it talks about how um, Americans, many Americans stigmatize and categorize international students as if they were only one uh, of a kind. And um, some of them also picture them as aliens. And sometimes it makes them feel like they do not belong. Yeah. And so she really tries to explain that um, there's really a broadness um, of international students and incites domestic students not to jump to conclusions about their backgrounds. And herself, she's really um, impregnated with American culture and also from her culture in Nepal because she came um, to the US when she was really young. So, you know, she has multiple backgrounds and feels connected to both countries. That's super interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited about that one. Oh, and Phoebe had exciting news to tell you. Yes. So that's the end of our stories for this week. But we also want to talk about a community event that's coming up, which is an art show, which is going to be on October 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. So the producer and host, Amrita Archaria, of 4 and 3 Ethnography, is hosting an art show downtown at Masonic Street Laundromat which will feature student artwork and is in the interest of connecting students with the local community. This event is free and open to the public and all Smith students. Exciting. Yes. We're also excited to announce that the print edition of the Sophian is coming out October 22nd, so make sure to grab your copies. We're very excited about it. There's some great stories in there. This was the Sophian News Hour, hosted and edited by Phoebe Rack and Chloe Pratt. Brought to you in collaboration with Boise Q 91.9 FM Smith College Radio. Thank you for listening. As always, you can read the full coverage of all of these stories at thesophian.com, where you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter and find links to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages. We hope you'll join us next week.